0: Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss.
1: All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal comes to you on a Wednesday morning. Mikey Meatballs is in the air. Eddie Spaghetti is back here alone, fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess, but joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss, guys. I'm looking at myself now. I'm trying to position the microphone so that it covers this zit, which has um, resided on my chin since uh, week 16-ish. I don't know. I don't know. We got to get rid of it somehow. What has happened? You guys are looking good. You got the beards covering everything. It's fine. What's so, going you know, the, on? The
2: trick yeah. to the zit: toothpaste. Uh-huh. Toothpaste overnight.
1: Toothpaste overnight. Well, now you're asking Listen, me to brush my teeth. That's a whole a little, no. Well, nah, just convenient. brush your face. That's <laughs> teeth. Brush your face. <laughs> all right, we're gonna get that T-shirt. Although Sheck, I don't think agrees. I'm looking at his face here.
3: Well, it seems like that's a 1956 remedy to to uh, to your problem that you're confronting right now. Is I that heard from what's mosquito bites with uh, toothpaste, uh-huh. right? But um,
2: oldie but goodie, man. Don't I don't, get don't fix what out. ain't broke. All right,
3: all right. The I, um, um, go ahead, check. Well, First of all. I wonder if you got it just because Harry's even slobbier brother, uh, uh, Scott, Scott came on the show. Is it possible to get a zit through the grease permeating its way through a headset or something? That's powerful stuff. I would not put it past him because, man, that guy's a stinker. But you must check out. (laughs) You must you must listen to against all odds to experience the magic if you've experienced harry uh. and you think like well there can't be anybody uh, oh there's scott yeah that's harry didn't fall far from the brethren tree there but either way listen well let me just
1: let me just uh, uh let put a little color behind what you're saying yes harry's brother scott uh if you think harry i mean iq wise i think harry's minus 11 and a half iq points on scott maybe more you could decide, as uh, Damashek said, just go to Against the odds, or we have the video up there of Scott. We brought Scott on because he hit a big parlay with the Rams, and I think he gets like 600 bucks, which could last him like three and a half years in the onion fields of uh, Oswego. But he is uh, a dynamite force, and uh, that video already has like 35,000 views. <laughs> oh my God. He is, just delights me to no end. But go ahead, check. What were you going to say? This is it. We have divisional round playoffs coming well, up. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say, and boy, if there was
3: anyone who was Born to be an onion farmer, digging around in the (laughs) dirt.
1: Um, What kind of onions are there in mid-January? It sounds like I thought 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 you were
2: joking. Yeah, I I, didn't know you were serious. That he actually farmed onions. I thought it was like you know Dwight Shrewd farms beets. You know Scott farms onions. Like I'm going to
1: send a picture to Spaghetti and uh, hopefully he can put up here. But uh, yeah, no, 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 real live uh, onion pick. I mean those things. Don't pick themselves. I don't know what to say. I never even gave onion picking a second thought. Uh, it's unbelievable,
3: but yeah, and that's uh, all he eats, right? Well, that can't <laughs> be true when you look at him. I mean, that way he smells. That would then that makes sense that the only thing he eats are raw onions. But of course, a man of his carriage is consuming more than than mere vegetables. Can I, let me
1: just tell you a quick Scott story. Uh, you know, I met Harry in college, and Scott was his brother. And I was like, I need this guy in my life uh, as, as much as I. Possibly can. And so um, for some reason, I gave him a key to my apartment. And, and, you know, the bars would close at 2 a.m. on a Saturday night or a Friday night. And Scott would go ice fishing. And he smelled to high hell, even not in ice fishing season. He smelled like like catfish. It was disgusting. But he would ice fish. And then at 5 in the morning, just two and a half hours after we got home, I'd be with my girlfriend. We'd be staying in my room. And he would come banging on the door. And he would play Madden. Uh, no, Sega Genesis. Was it Madden back then in 92? There was a Madden 92, right? Yeah. yeah. Madden 92? Yeah. He would play and he would celebrate every single Bears touchdown. It's like, Neil Anderson, 573 yards. Like, oh, my God. And this is, this is how he would wake up every Saturday. And she didn't last long. She broke up with me um, uh, shortly <laughs> thereafter. But, right, She's I'm not your wife concerned. now? Wow, that's <laughs> it. That's stunning.
3: You know, listen, you have to listen because uh, in the year 2022, when there are, I think, four or seven people left who don't have a podcast, he's (laughs) worth the listen because you must pre-tape him. You cannot go live with him for fear of what may come out of his mouth. He's a he's magic. Check that out. And speaking of pedestrian into magic. The wild card round is over, uh-huh. and now we have nothing but glorious
1: high end matchups to entertain us in this coming weekend. I can't wait. It, as bad as the, I, I tweeted this or it was talking about something. As bad as the the play was, there Scott in the onion field. Maybe we'll put that on uh, there. Oh he is. That's how you pick. On. Jesus <laughs> Christ! He's such a disaster. He's look, a at, look at look at him. Look at that! <laughs> all right, that's good. You made the right call, Spaghetti. get that off before we vomit. We still have an hour to. to that's talk what.
3: That's off. why you don't go. Uh, that's why you don't go hot air ballooning. Because look at yeah. the devastating crash into the fields of Oswego. Exactly. That's what it looks like. That's oh why my you say god! All the
1: onions on a Big Mac. Um, but uh, oh yeah, there he is. Look <laughs> how filthy his faces. My God, I don't know. We're He's like a character from a movie. Yeah, he's like, he's he like, really a, he's, like
2: he's, he's almost larger than like, I'm, no pun intended, larger than life. I remember meeting him thinking, how is he in actual? He was at my 50th birthday.
1: Yeah, he, um, yeah, he's kind of like, I don't know if you remember the water boy. And then the father shows up at the end and uh, he's just, uh, you know, he's just like a, a, a giant halfwit, basically.
3: You know what we should do? We should insert yeah. him into, if you've seen the Incredibles anyone with kids has, he is the Underminer. Uh That's exactly that's if they make a live action version of the Incredibles, that role is already spoken for
1: calls himself the overlord. But underminer (laughs) could be good Uh, for many years now. He's done that. All right. So, yeah, I I was about to say that. Yeah. As crappy as the games were this weekend. And I don't remember a worse slate uh, refereeing wise or just quality of play or just blowouts. um, They yielded some nice results here. Now, would I like to reseed? The Chiefs and uh, Bills and Bengals and Titans, I know they do recede, but I want to reseed as far as uh, you know, what we all think is who the better teams are, not recede as to who had the best record and get those Titans and Bengals to split. You don't think so, Shaq?
3: I mean, here we go again. You want to have the college football playoff debate all over again? This is (laughs) for all. I mean, the unironic calls across Uh the sports landscape in the last few days, like "Yeah, we got to get rid of this 17," are the same people, including you, demanding that we go to a 12-team playoff. Like what do you think is going to happen when
1: Georgia plays the? I'm 12th not demanding. Team? I'm just you could have you four lie. teams. You could have four teams. Just make sure SEC has two of them. Provided one of them doesn't have. Oh, one okay. One I lost. thought you were on board no, with the twelve. You make team it playoffs. like I, I was saying. Like if Alabama lost in the semifinals to Cincinnati, they should still play Georgia in the finals. I I just think the best teams, by my eye and by your analysis, when it comes down to the final four should be there. And the best right, I don't want to get in the way back, right, machine, right. okay, right. back machine or recent
3: back machine. I mean, I hear you, but I love this divisional round game between the Bills and Chiefs. All hash settled, the two best teams. I I completely get where you're coming from, but yeah. in the meantime, to somebody who has no rooting interest until I make a wager one way or the other on it, I mean this this presents as, you know, the I, in fact I should really just not shoot my mouth off and dig it up. Has there been a better divisional round matchup? On paper, two high-end
1: teams clashing this early on I, in the last I'll, five, I'll, ten years? I'll, I'll do you one better. I don't remember a Sunday, a single day with two playoff games better than Rams at Bucks and then Bills at Chiefs. So much hmm. high drama, like so many storylines. Martin, am I missing something? The others are great too. Although I think the Packers beat up on the 49ers. I think even without the, indus- uh, industries, the injuries, um, that's going to be a whitewash. And we don't even know. It's, it's looking like. Jimmy G is iffier than they even uh, are putting out there. The line would certainly suggest that Packers have moved from four and a half to six Martin. Right. That's the one we discussed it Monday at halftime. That's the one I'm not changing on. I like the Packers by a uh, double digits there, but we'll get our picks Friday.
2: Yeah, I do like the Packers there, but uh, the the thing is that is interesting enough about the 49ers is Jimmy G is not the the most important piece of that team to me. If Jimmy like, like, you know, most of the times your quarterback can't go. You're automatically thinking, all right, I, there's no way I can bet this team. Mm-hmm. But if, if I thought that the 49ers could run the ball on the Packers the way, they, the way I thought they could on the Cowboys, and I would, I would still like the 49ers, Jimmy G notwithstanding. But with all the losses they had on defense and with if Nick Bosa's head still hurts come Saturday, then I don't, I don't give them much of a shot.
1: Yeah. I mean we'll get like I said, we'll get to it Friday. I think they very lucky to get in the playoffs. Although sorry, Martin, I think they were a better team than the Saints and ultimately deserved it, but really punting from their own end zone with their kicker down seven you know minutes what is 40. it? What is
2: this this better team?
1: Ah, uh, they were better. The results.
2: Uh, it's the yeah. record that gets you in there. All All right, right. I had yeah. to hear about the better team when that when the Saints had to go to seven nine Seattle because they won the division, and it just produced one of the best plays in NFL history. Well, they're I, better. See I mean, if the 49ers
1: year. played the Saints on a neutral field, you would bet the 49ers, right? Probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, Speaking of
3: the Saints, I'll just say this. Uh, it maybe is a little gimmicky, but I wonder if Shanahan uh, laments. I know they had to fight out from under the uh, slow start at, at the top of the season, but I wonder if he laments not involving Trey Lance in a Taysom Hill kind of gimmick way a little more, just yeah. for, for for situations like this. Wouldn't you feel like ah, if Jimmy G ain't a hundred percent, all of a sudden you can throw the curveball of Lance at the Packers and maybe he'd give him a fighter's chance? Now you uh-huh. can't if, if can't run hit that kid out onto the field now under any circumstances. Yeah, we it saw him.
1: Like- he was serviceable against the Texans, right? Although in that first, that was a coin flip first half. And then they kind of, actually, the defense kind of took over that game. So he's seen some action. But for sure, he should be, I, I, I would have thought, and especially, Martin, the way your Saints handle it, gadget plays all over. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? If you don't have a superstar quarterback or you have a, a Trey Lance who's supposed to be the future on the bench, you got to work him in a little bit. I'm not saying takes over right away. Um, I mean, that's I one would've... that nobody
3: would believe four months ago. If you said Trey Lance will barely play this mm-hmm. regular season, you would have been like, no, that can't. Why would they have drafted him at three then? Sorry, yeah. uh, Marty.
2: No, it's I Just just thinking about how much better I would have felt if Trey Lance was a starting quarterback. Because you know what the thing is, Dave. He is actually a quarterback, whereas the Saints, has several games this year, started a <laughs> tight end at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just maddening. Like I, you know, Trey Lance is not putting his hand in the dirt. He's not gunning on punt returns. He's, you know, he's he's not blocking anybody. He's playing quarterback. That's what he, that's what he was doing to marginal success in the first half against Tennessee before the like you said, San Francisco defense took over, but.
1: Martin hates Taysom maybe the Hill. Would
2: be there in the place. It's, it's, play- it's,
1: it's getting to a point. If Taysom Hill like disappeared, nobody knew where he was. Like, uh, uh I'm like Martin. They're, they're gonna bring you in for questioning. Oh, this it is, must uh, be.
2: If, if Taysom Hill disappeared, the probably the place where it would be is an accuracy contest.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I completion you said percentage contest. I thought you were gonna say an, ac-
1: an accurate dealership, but uh, maybe, maybe they're one and the same. Uh, I can't make fun of quarterbacks here. My quarterback had apologized for comments about officials. You know, they asked him in the post, uh, the press conference. They asked him, um, "What do you think of the fans throwing garbage at the refs?" And what they say, they, what did he say? Exact credit to them. Say credit I know exact- to them. So,
2: first of all, yeah. The, the the reporter said, you know, hey, you know, there were fans throwing trash and Dak mm-hmm. cut him off and he said, Well, you know, that's just unfair. We're out here trying our best and you know, we work hard every day. We're working here since since training camp for this very moment. And and they're like, No, 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 Dak, it was at the referees. And he goes, Oh, credit to them then. Credit to the fans, credit to the fans. And then later on in the same press availability, he said, uh, you know, when when given a chance to like walk it back, he then said Nah, I think a lot of people were upset with the way that, that thing went down. That's probably why the refs ran out of there. Like, the refs don't run out of every other game of mm-hmm. every other.
1: You know, right. But that's that's how it went down. Yeah, but to, to me, it's like, give him a break. I know he's my quarterback, so I'm saying give him a break. But if you're going in front of the parole board here, right? And you're really, they're really just testing you, like, what do you think about the fans? Is that right? Is that right or wrong? Here you go. We're giving you another... Opportunity to screw up here. And he, I don't know, he's just rattling off answers and probably still dazed from the game and doesn't give a shit about this question. And it's like, oh, you failed. Sorry. Now you're going to have to apologize. It's It's a wonder these guys even take any interviews anymore, Shaq.
3: It's a, It's exactly right. If you have ever been to a postseason game, which obviously presents as more significant than any regular season game, it's crazy how fast those guys that were just on the field are in front of a microphone, surrounded by mm. uh, dozens of people. It's, it's an unfair spot to hold to, to take them to task. Kind mm. of, I think. I thought the yeah you know, the the hullabaloo about Cam Newton after the game Super Bowl Fifty and everything. I was like, I mean. They just finished the biggest game of their life. I mean, yeah. Dak, this was a this was a major game. In his career arc, and all of a sudden you're asking him questions, and he cracked, kind of cracked wise. If you li- if you watch the thing yourself, right. and you see the timing with which he issues and the response it got, they all laugh. Everybody in the room mm. laugh. I mean, settle down. There are more in things, more important things to worry about. Get uh, come on down from Mount Pines, yeah, everybody.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, not as bad as Larry Merchant bum rushing the guy who just got knocked out. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who it would be. <laughs> like, you know, Sorry, Larry Holmes, uh, Mike Tyson just beat the shit out of you. I, I need something Shakespearean from you right now. But uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of close. Like, enough is enough already with these dumb gotcha questions. Uh, the bigger issue is, is the officiating, which has been terrible. And I had uh, Eric Dickerson on Against All Odds yesterday. I asked him about it. But I think we should get to specifics, right? Like, oh, the officiating sucks. Like, okay, which calls bother you the most? I'll start. I, I uh, posed this question to Dickerson, I think he kind of agreed the slight tug of the Jersey by the offensive lineman. When the ball carrier is five yards past the infraction drives me nuts. Let's get rid of it. Let's not call it because don't feel bad because the next very next drive, you're going to see the other offense do it. And you can then not call it that way too. And, uh, I don't know. I just specifically does what calls bother you the missed calls bother me too, by the way. But, um, That calling that in a playoff game, I feel like you could call that a hundred thousand times or not call it. What about you guys?
2: I think that if well, first of all, I think that Dak, like, while I don't necessarily have an issue with what Dak said, it's it's a problem because Mm -hmm. that last play, I I am of the, the belief that the Cowboys just put themselves in a really bad position. But there's enough people out there that can convince themselves that it was the referee's fault that he didn't come and touch the ball, and that's why they didn't get the spike, and that's why they didn't get Mm. the shot. There's enough Raiders fans out there to convince themselves probably if that whistle had been followed, if they had just followed the rules, like they might still be in this thing, right? Mm. And they haven't made the playoffs. They haven't, what, won a playoff game since, wasn't it, like since the tuck rule damn near something crazy like that? Yeah, something like that. But so like – but it just as as these games get more and more popular more and more people betting on them the NFL is going to have to figure a way to have some more transparency more transparency between yeah. its officiating and the way that the regular people view it like dave was tweeting about it talking about well eventually they'll just take the rules analysts off of tv but either right. that or like make referees available to the public or something because there has to be some level of we we hold every we everybody else answers questions, but the refs. Yeah, right. I, think, I
1: like. Would you like to see a refs post game uh, press well, conference? Honestly, do, I think it that. would humanize
2: them a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it would humanize them a little bit in a way that like nobody's rooting for them, right? So nobody cares, like. You're you're waiting to see Dak talk because he's the quarterback of your starting t- of, your, of your team, but right. maybe when the ref says he's like, "Nah, man, I spot that ball the same way every single play." If you go back and watch the game, mm. every single play,
1: I was right there. Like I feel like I don't I don't know. That's just yeah. Me. I don't. know. I, I'm not even. I know those Cowboys fans that are hating the refs like that. That game I think was like. Fourth or fifth on the slate. I I hated that my team had 14 penalties and a lot of them were pre snap and then it was holding on the defense against against the run like craziness. But surprisingly enough, a lot of them were legit versus the other game. So, yeah, that was unfortunate the way that the very last play, the way that ended. Well,
3: yeah, it, it, it's completely overstated the significance of that play, no matter what, whether the draw works or if they didn't call that play and there threw the, an ball the ball into the end zone, both were prayer situations 12%. for yeah. Cowboys fans. So uh-huh. let that one go, fans. It was a great visual, though, of a referee for running sure. up literally the back of the star quarterback on the last play of the game. Yeah, indicator of the weekend. Basically. Right, exactly, exactly. People got very upset with me for pushing out that image. Like, you don't Know oh, the rules, like, no, I th- I think I have a handle on what the rules are. Right. Speaking of which, um, the the change that I have said for 15 years is they should why is holding it's such a weird thing. 10 yards, everything else is five yards, or if it's egregious, it's 15. Why mm-hmm. is there this weird 10-yard thing that happens and it's unsatisfying because of the never-ending debate pretentious as it is they're like that's not a hold like is that like you know guys who played offensive line or play offensive line like you don't know the rules of what holding is what what defines holding or his hands inside the all that crap it's it's unsatisfying because nobody really has a grasp of it except maybe the offensive lineman committing the foul um
1: and it's a drug killer and Right, should be yeah, five and yards, and the other way on defense, it's a drive killer too. Although they'll call pass interference more to, more than they'll call defensive holding, it seems. So yeah, hands uh, to the face,
3: hands to the face, automatic. Like we just accept it. I don't even yeah. remember when that became a thing. That it was just like, oh yeah, automatic first down. Like, wait, that's it? Like what yeah. happened? Nobody saw it. None of none of us saw it. Yeah, that stinks. And the other one that we talked about a couple weeks ago. The worst is the Flacco rule must be instituted here. You can't just throw jump balls down the field out of desperation and yeah. wind up 57 yards downfield. They should be 15 yard files unless, and then be uh, unless it's egregious,
1: unless it's yeah, deemed that's, egregious. That's way subjective for these idiots to figure it out. I know, but outrageous. that's the
3: problem. That's exactly right. I knew you were going to say that, and that's like yeah. So this is the thing. It's like. Well, we can't do that cuz the refs are too inept to to be able to determine yeah, and, whether or and, not
2: it's agreeable. Well, that's a problem if they can't figure yeah, that out then. Exactly. And that's the argument that the end like if if you want the people to invest in this product, like especially in a financial way, that can't be the answer. It's just like, "Oh, well the refs can't figure it out." So we're gonna like no, just get better people out there. Uh, like, no, but
1: yeah, I, I just all right. The, the the analogous rule would be running into the kicker versus roughing the kicker, which we still you couldn't even tell. It's supposed to be something to do with the plant foot or something running into, but that that's more egregious. But. Really, we're on bated breath trying to figure out if it's fourth and seven, like, all right, this could go either way. Let's see what this is. Oh, I, I, I have no way to break it down other than we're just going to have to see what this guy says once he turns his microphone on. Here's
3: right. the only thing I'll say about that is put, and you're right, because, you know, that it was a, a borderline disaster. The face mask, you never felt satiated like, oh, no, that's only a five yarder versus an egregious 15 right. yard tug of the face mask. This would always be a first down we're talking about 15 yards versus 50 yeah, yards and right. so it's okay. a it's a little bit um less upsetting but i i, I hear you of course it would be a nightmare because the refs would get it wrong and and that would be a problem but of course you could always you know maybe we just go american idol mm. i think we should do that maybe the fans should have a say in what in what the file is going
1: forward mm. you know maybe that's the solution because we yeah, all know sure. better right well i mean we have the the two of the bigger fan bases. So I think that would help, right? If they have Steelers and Cowboys and perfect. <laughs> we'll That's a- I like, okay. I'm good. I'm, oh yeah. Shit. Don't let the Jags fans done. find <laughs>
3: out
2: about this plan. But yeah,
3: You're if right. Jerome out
1: Spaghetti, yeah, Jerome vote Boger catch catch.
2: hashtag vote hashtag. That's not a catch, right? Move
3: <laughs> over Cal. Here comes Boger. Like I feel based on what I saw that that was a holding penalty. Now it's your turn, America. Hit the right. text number here, and that'll be it. It'll take I a like you know. To see it.
1: I'd like to try it for a preseason game. What what could it hurt? Um, you know, I, I you know, we came in on Monday night. We came on Twitter. We try to give you winners for the second half. I'm not sure that we did. Did we give? Yeah, I we did. We, oh, we did. What do we have? We have. We were heavy on uh, Arizona, though. weren't I we? said James Conner in the end zone. James Conner touchdown. What did I have? One of us had. I, I may have had Kyla Murray touchdown. Um, you had Arizona's second half, and that was yeah. okay. Like, hey, I, I, so the point is, we had seen a bunch of blowouts, we had seen a bunch of embarrassing performances, and Arizona might have been the most embarrassing, which was the most embarrassing of the weekend. You have so many to choose from. I already apologized to Shaq saying it was going to be the Steelers. Um, I don't think it was. So Steelers, Cowboys, Eagles are your options, Cardinals, and what am I missing? Oh, of course, the Patriots. What do you got, Martin? Most embarrassing. See, I
2: figured I had to immediately eliminate the Steelers and the Raiders.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Seeing as the Raiders, you could always go back nah, to Raiders. bad yeah, call. Yeah, but right. the Steelers, and the Steelers were, you know, all. it's hard to be like, you got your ass kicked, when all week they're saying, hey, we're going to get our ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 12 and a half, right? I mean, they did what you
3: yeah, thought yeah. they were going If you go
1: do. by spread, it was only off by, nah, like, 15, 20 points, right? I think it, it comes down to... I was going to say the
2: Cowboys, because of the lack of culpability afterward, and also the way that uh, you kind of, and it, it, the Mike McCarthy thing, you knew it early. Like, this, he was going to burn you in a game. The only mm-hmm. thing that matters, can we score enough to so it doesn't matter, but his decision-making. But to me, it's the Patriots, after sitting back and thinking after, because – this was supposed to be the year that, I don't know that rookie quarterback, so you want to temper your expectations. But the, we weren't supposed to be tempering our Patriot expectations because of the defense. And mm-hmm. in the last three games of the year, defensively, every time they needed to stop, it was like, nah, this is a green light, come on down to a tongue of walk RPO yourself right down the field and knock us out. And then just watching Josh Allen demolish them, you know, engorged or not
1: was uh, was incredible. Yeah. Oh, Shaq, I want to get you. I agree with Martin. I'll, I'll go over why I do, but I want, what's yours? Was it the Patriots?
3: No, but, but I will say um, to Marty's point there, we had Will Brinson on minus three at the start of the week reacting mm-hmm. to all of this. And it does all of a sudden, it's crazy the, you know, in the hours and a couple of days after a team that looks really good at, in stretches of a season falls on its face like this and doesn't even win a postseason game. I do wonder, though. And now I, I understand that there are national voices uh, uh, around weighing in on this, too. It does feel like maybe it sounds extreme, but all of a sudden, I wonder if Bill Belichick feels excited about the next couple of years here with the Bills in the division. I don't know if the Jets are going to become a factor or not, but I feel yeah. like the Dolphins kind of are. I know they're in transition, but I still think. They have some really good pieces. All of a sudden they have this retro offense and they're pot committed to it based on what they did in free agency. People sure. saying like, what did you want Belichick to do? That's the team. That's the, the roster he had. Like he willfully
2: created and, that roster in this off
1: season. That's, <laughs> like, don't, don't.
2: that's why apart to why it's so embarrassing. He spent more money than he's ever spent. And this I would is say, result.
1: yes, I'm going to, before we get your answer, Shaq, because we're on the Patriots, I'm going to say it's the most embarrassing loss and it's the worst loss with the, Biggest long range consequences for some of those reasons you talk huh. about. It really, it was the Bills and Josh Allen going in there and say, hey, you could have your shitty Monday night win where your quarterback you don't trust through three passes and it was miserable conditions and it was a coin flip game anyway. We beat you up the second game in New England and we beat the crap out of you on Saturday night for everyone to see. And this is the Buffalo Bills. They're back. We're gonna take turn over this division. For a decade, long past Belichick's going to last. And just get used to it. Watch the early to mid-90s Buffalo Bills, because that team is back. And we're not even talking about the Dolphins, like you said. Maybe they bring in a Deshaun Watson or whatever. They they could get better. They're not bad as it is. And I don't know, whatever. The Jets will be around. The Jets will probably just be the Jets. But that, to me, was the big statement Cowboys could still go five and one in the NFC East by the time they get it together. Uh, Steelers, like you said, weren't expecting much from that. I'm trying to think what was some of the others, Arizona, you know, I'm not about to put uh Kyle Amara to pasture. Everyone's like, Oh, maybe you should have played baseball. It's like, all right, calm down week eight. He's everyone's MVP conversation. So uh, they'll get it back. And I don't know who the other, who was the other team? I don't There's
3: know. A, well, this is the big, yeah. did you say Eagles? This is the biggest overreaction mm-hmm. I've ever seen now this is hyperbole on my part, but this is I'm overreacting perhaps to the overreactions, but um, this is collectively for the teams that are, that are out in the last uh, seven uh, days to two weeks here. I mean, like sky is falling. Well, how, you know, what are we going to do? We have Mm -hmm. to promise the fan base. We're going to write this ship and all that kind of stuff. The answer to me, most embarrassing, I hear you on long-term ramifications. Um, But by the way, as far as that goes, this advocating and I said it on Monday, you know, do you all of a sudden like Mac Jones, is he trade bait? But I mean, talk about the fall from grace when we were when we were at the bowl game at the Kimmel Bowl a month ago. It yeah. was like, is Mac Jones? Is he? He's going to win the the Rookie of the Year, right? Or like, oh, I don't yeah. know, maybe somebody else will catch. But I mean, what a fall from grace this has been for the kid. I guess we should slow our roll on that front. He, um, he's and- going to be
1: fine. But you go back to Hench, and Hench changed changes mind on the Patriots as all their fans did about sixteen times this year. But there was talk about Brady. Reminds me of Brady, but does this better? It's like it's so good. And now, by the way, Trey Lance is maybe one half away. From that being the better choice of Mac Jones, it's so good. I love And by the way,
3: and by the way, the 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 pigskin doppelganger effect of um that's why as a Steelers fan I'm not super enthused about the buzz about Sam Howell out of UNC just because in a helmet it's eerie how much he looks and throws and moves like Baker Mayfield so I don't want that but I can see why Patriots fans looked at Mac Jones and were able to talk themselves into that well that's Tom Brady again Tom Brady 2.0 they look they the way they move and everything it's but Ironically or otherwise, Tom Brady, who is as pedestrian looking, except in that ruggedly handsome mug of his, um, is as pedestrian a, a guy in uniform, the way he plays and everything, is the best to ever do it, is is hard to fathom. And Mac Jones is probably closer to being just a guy than he is to being comparable to the greatest player of all time. I will say um jag versus goat so that kind of works two animals mm. there. Uh, just a guy versus uh, greatest of all time the uh so i'll say arizona's is the most embarrassing because if you like i just said about mac jones a month ago i mean how long ago was that five six weeks ago that the, that the cardinals destroyed the niners all yeah. the high all the high points of this cardinal season and this is where it wound up with them just going out with a whimper against the team that they hammered in that same stadium earlier in this season. That's right. crazy. That's embarrassing. That's a yeah, bad look.
1: It is embarrassing. I guess I feel it's less embarrassing because I like the Rams to turn it on. And I thought uh, they have this game in them, but yeah, it's, it doesn't bode well for the future. By the way, that Martin, before we get to your thoughts, the Eagles were the other team that was potentially embarrassed, but the long-term ramifications, I think ended up being a positive because now they think they know they have to move on from Jalen Hurts. Whereas if he had a decent game, maybe they don't waste one of their three first round draft picks or don't package one of them for a uh, serviceable quarterback. But I do think they move on. Uh, Martin, um, so what, what, oh, what did he say? What did check say that I thought you were going to jump on there? Uh, Everything.
3: So <laughs> yeah. many, so many fascinating kernels thrown out there. Just reach yeah, up and uh, grab one.
2: For the Cardinals, I think that the, the thing about the Cardinals no one really – they were the surprise of the NFC. I know Dave was on them earlier yeah. earlier in the year talking about there was going to th- be three NFC West teams to make the playoffs, and none mm-hmm. of them were going to be the Seahawks. But I don't know – did you think that – I don't think that many people had the Cardinals at top of the NFC in week nine, week ten, up until they go play Green Bay, right? And I think that with the second second half collapse culminating this year in a playoff loss – and mm. last year they would have what lost their last five or lost the last six in a row had it not been for the hail mary against Buffalo. Yeah, um, I think that that one is while embarrassing. I think the answer is on the wall. Like Cliff Kingsbury is not your guy there. Like the, he has no curveball when it comes to when it's
1: like ten out of eleven now. McVeigh is beating him right. Yeah, exactly. Like
2: he's, Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be able to get it done in that division. So I don't know how embarrassing that is. It's more of a statement of fact, as as similar like to in Philly about Jalen Hurts. It's not embarrassing so- that they lost that, was more of a statement of fact. But to me, the most long-range consequences is the Cowboys. This is the only team that was competing that, that, that we sit here and look at the start of the year has Super Bowl contention talent. Mm. Last year, same story. If you look at the beginning of the year, Super Bowl contention talent and the saving grace. You know, was Dak breaking his ankle? So everybody was like, oh, we don't have the quarterbacks. But the team was, what, one yeah. and four before then? This year he stays healthy the whole year. They fade down the stretch. And then the other thing is, what I don't understand personally, maybe you as a Cowboys fan can enlighten me on this. When good things happen to the Cowboys, it's all Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. And Dan Quinn, just after blowing the biggest Super Bowl lead in, in, in history, I believe, of of the big game, is now the biggest head coaching candidate in the history of head coaching candidates, it seems. And Kellen Moore has been a head coaching candidate getting legitimate interviews for the last two or three years. But this Cowboys team never has any success.
1: I don't, and, I don't, uh, no, I know. I have no answer other than, um, Hey, those guys had to deal with De- Jerry. They could deal with anybody probably. But, that, so that's I, but the it just only seems kind of like thing. You had this it. team,
2: yeah. they won the division. And now you have all this potential coordinator drain, Mhm of a group that may not have been, you know, gangbusters to begin with.
1: So I'm with you. The, I, the coaching thing, I don't understand. I will say, long range, I don't think uh, Cowboys could have exactly the same season next year, right? Why couldn't they go five and one or six and zero oh or four and two in that division? That the Giants aren't going to rebuild by then. Um, the Eagles probably, well, you know, they'll they'll be competitive. I know they had two playoff teams somehow from the NFC East, and uh, I don't know Washington. I feel the same thing. So we could. Get just as far and just not compete with those top three teams. But well, I just uh, see, I could just see a team. play where yeah. they,
2: because they lost this game the way that they did, that the, I don't, know if the schedule's not out. Let's say they, they lose to the Giants in week one, they play the Rams tough week two, and then you know lose to the football team week three. It's like Jerry at, at you know at outside of the tunnel, you know after yeah. that Monday night football team Dallas Cowboys game is going to be you know it was very easy tired. schedule
1: this year too. I get it. Let me ask you this. I don't include my Cowboys in this, but I thought this would be a fun exercise and no one's going to hold us to this. The next five Super Bowls, including the one in three weeks, whatever, four, whatever it is. Who wins them? No order, whatever. You break it down. If you had to say, all right, I got to pick five of them. You know, I want to win this contest. I'll get you started. I say Green Bay wins this year. And then the next four, the AFC goes on a torrid run. Kansas City, Cincinnati, each win once. Buffalo wins two. That's my next five years. Jack, have you thought it, about interesting? That?
3: Interesting. I do want to take one more bite of the apple of long range of losses, though. Very okay, quickly, as we jump in here. One, you're probably right about the Cowboys. The problem is, though, as I see it, is emotionally. You know, by the way, give give Damashek 10 million dollars at your own uh, at, at your own risk, because if you give it to me and I own a team, I am going to weigh in on the team and I'm going to involve myself in personnel like Jer does. Why he gets taken to task for that continues to be a mystery. That team was ripe. And look at the big spot games that they won over the course of this season. It's crazy that they're, that they're out of the playoffs. They didn't win a playoff game. you're probably right in that division they're they're probably not in bad shape cardinals fans will talk themselves into well we didn't have
1: new Hopkins, and he's the best receiver right not not a healthy jj watt and it's kind of not what they were promised going into the year right but they're wrong but but yes (laughs) they'll talk themselves
3: into that um but uh i love these kind of questions next five years do it i i i start with this it's my favorite cliche that people just throw out uh, all the times, like, hey, this young man is going to win a lot of Lombardi trophies. They only give out the one. And so given that high-end players overlap in career, when they only give out the one, they're going to be guys that that don't get it just because sure. we... Andrew Luck, huh, look out, NFL. He's going to dominate though. He's going to win a lot of Lombardis. Is he? like How many can he win? Tom Brady's in in football too, and Patrick Mahomes. And, and so here we are. My answer is just trying to support what I always point to real deal at the most important position on his rookie contract. It does still matter. Uh, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals until somebody else lands that real deal QB in that sweet spot of five year window where you can spend and mm-hmm. flesh out the roster all around this, this high end talent at quarterback, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And
1: for what all. they went all five. Not all five. <laughs> the question, the question two. was the next how about two? Super Bowl. Two, right. he's, he's
3: got a shot of getting one this year. He, I, I told you, want, you already, want to he's going to the rest or he's, or you he's you just, you know, he's to going the to the Super Bowl and he'll get one more in two years. or something right. like that. Martin, how Martin, about the crack at this? Two, thing. that's as many as anybody's going to get. Go ahead, two. No,
2: okay. I like, I like Dave's take of the Bengals again. Um, because also I think when you're doing something, you got to look at the rest of the division, Pittsburgh's rebuilding, Baltimore is iffy with their quarterback situation for whatever reason, mm. and, uh, and and in Cleveland is Cleveland they, they they iffy for their quarterback situation for very good reason. So I do think that Joe Burrow I would like him because you got to make the dance to uh, to be able to win the homecoming king. So I think that Joe Burrow would have a good shot in the next five years to get one. I like Buffalo to get one. I do mm-hmm. agree with you that the uh, the AFC is going to go on a run. If I had to do the round up the rest of the five. I say, Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't get it this year and stays in the NFC, wherever he goes, is going to get one of the next five Super Bowls. Well, that's the
1: thing. You know, Deshaun Watson, that's a wild card that's uh, on the outside looking into my list. But yeah, I, I would think Rodgers takes care of it this year. But, but that's, I, a,
2: I, that's the one. Then it concerns me about, because they're in the same division, but I think Herbert and the Chargers have a, shot to have a good shot in the next five years because they would have to take out the best team or one of the best teams in the AFC in the division, theoretically, mm. to be able to be true Super Bowl contenders.
1: Yeah, Shaq, what happened to your beloved Justin Herbert You're in the Chargers? I love in That's there. another great one. That's a, yes, yeah, Burrow or, or Herbert. And I, I, I
3: really, <laughs> I don't, don't want to even bring Herbert up because then it yields the conversation that I, I hated from day one. I love ranking all things. I love who's the best, LeBron or Michael Jordan. Well, they're right. both really good. Uh, as it ha- the worst one ever of those was when there would be embittered fights about Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, like you crazy, like th- this new Herbert or Burrow, like what? How could you say like they're they're both great, right? Yeah. They're both like twenty three and awesome. Like what are we what are we arguing about here? So yeah, Chargers are another great one there. All right. I love. I, you know, I love the structure of that organization there. They they have uh, one of the best uh, personnel departments in there. It's not an accident, but I, then again, they're not in the playoffs. So maybe that, uh, that is a black cloud hanging over them. And people are not happy about Brandon Staley right now. So I'll, I'll go with the Bengals. How about that? They'll both, how about. <laughs> you two? didn't
1: really answer the question. Bengals, Bengals too. I said I, Bengals too. I said right, Bengals too. Chargers, get one. Chargers Bengals? got one. Oh. Chargers got
3: one. Yeah, oh, I have to give you years. all of yeah, it. I, I, I was years. saying, who's yeah. my front run? Okay. No. Chargers right, who get wins one. The
1: next five years. Yeah.
3: Chargers get one. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I misunderstood we're the exercise. We're including, uh, I uh,
1: I, we're including this week, this year.
3: Well, I, I, I'm with you that the Packers get it this year. Uh-huh. Um, Chargers. And so ca- uh, so the Bengals, Bengals get a Bengals couple. Bengals, Bengals, Bengals are going to
1: get a couple. Chargers won. Now you got one more. <sighs>
3: Um, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll join you on the, I'm trying just trying to make sure I don't, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers at some all point, right. at some point, the 49ers break through there
1: in five, all right so your your day it's got to be if it's not this year it's Trey Lance probably then right this is
3: fun this is uh, i this is insane though to try and predict who's going to win a Super no, Bowl five course. years but it's fun of course it's insane well, no, i'm absolutely years,
2: holding Dave to his prediction.
3: okay how about how about you know what how about Kenny Pickett's Pittsburgh Steelers winning a Super Bowl <laughs> somewhere in that magic window I talked about? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Why, why do why you laugh? Why do you laugh about that? We're talking about well, stability. That's you all. We don't know.
1: even know your quarterback. The, the way to answer this is someone you have to kind of know the team. I just told
3: you who quarterback. their quarterback is, Kenny Pickett. Or if it's Malik Willis, then <laughs> we're going to have to wait a year while Mason Rudolph does his thing until the kids ready. And then it'll be
1: Malik Willis drives me crazy. I know you're like, you can't hurt me. No one was expected about the the, the Steelers team to do anything, but to say, this is one of your favorite years for them. I really don't, this should have been something that like took five years off your life. Unless
3: I know, unless you
1: were going to the aquarium for the first half of every (laughs) single game. Because if you look at their offense, the last nine games, they had seven once, Coincidentally, seven. Then a bunch of threes and zeros. Like I don't know how, but you like you like that. It drives everyone crazy.
3: Isn't this nice? Isn't this nice? Uh, the the new sunny uh, yeah. Dave, the glass half full. Damashek after yeah. uh, after dabbling for decades yeah, no, with the like the trash supporters.
1: They're like, yeah, we know he sucks, but look how crazy it makes everybody <laughs> else. Yeah. Okay.
3: I mean, I, I just thought it was super fun that there were uh, in four games against the Brownies and the Purples. Yeah. There were a combined, in the four games, there were a combined, I think, like, 11 points scored yeah. and the Steelers won all four of them. It was, it was awesome. They beat the bills out there. They snuck into the playoffs. They never scored that, in the
1: first half. They beat up on division rivals whose quarterbacks checked out months ago. I got Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's,
3: what do you was, want me to tell you? I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was a lot of fun, but believe me, I'm in the minority, even on the banks of the three rivers. This is I believe not it. the collective opinion to- of, of other Steelers people who I talked to. Let's bring, I bring another
1: one up. in baby face. What do you think of this? You, you must have some thoughts on your Steelers, Dave Steelers. Well, I mean, I certainly wouldn't
0: go one of my favorite teams to watch. I mean, there's a lot of, this is the year I found out I had indigestion. And uh, yeah, (laughs) this was uh, was something. I just don't know favorite is the right word. All right.
3: I don't understand people who love horror movies. Who wants to get scared? Isn't there enough awfulness in the world that you don't need to throw in some some uh, mean, fictionalized I, scary I crap? I hate scary movies. Movie. Yeah, I
2: watched a horror movie just yeah. recently, and it was the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> after they went 11-0 last year <laughs> until
1: right now. Interesting. It is true. It is true, Shaq. Come on. All right. let right, let's, I, let's take I a thought it was break. fun. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk about a few other things that are going on uh, in the football world. We'll be right back. All right, Mike Mayock is out for the Raiders. And I don't know if this means that Rich Basaccia is out too, but there is a, uh, now a famous picture going around of Rich Passaccia writing letters to his players, thanking them. I guess thanking them. I don't know. It was taken in a hotel. It might have just been him filling out a to-do list for Monday. But they framed it as he's writing letters to all his players to thank him. Not sure if he's on his way out. It's going to stick around. Either way, writing 53 letters or whatever it is, he must have been like, oh, you fucker, Gruden. This all could have been emails, but I can't put anything in an email anymore. Either have to write letters, or it has to be skywriting or something. But uh, is he going to finish writing these letters um, before he has like three jobs? Like, I don't know. It takes a long time to write
2: a letter, doesn't it? I'll say this. With Mayock being out now, it takes a big hit for me personally and my dreams of one day... Having no NFL experience of, of recent <laughs> history and being given a high level job, right? Like that was the TV front office and head coach combination, right? Mayock from the NFL Network, Gruden from Monday Night Football. That was the guy. That was d- damage, That was our path in. That was our way in. You know, it's like either you know, Sean McVay, or you go on TV for a couple years and then boom, now you're in. Now I just so I'm, I'm sad to see that potential path to my. Because that's what we're going to get, dreams, is, is one yeah. day to be a, a member of an NFL team
1: yeah.
2: uh, in that way because you, after three years, you get fired and you get to keep all your money anyway. So right. I mean, that's, that's that's the goal. But I don't think Rich Posachi is actually going to keep this job because it's the Raiders. I feel like they're going to try to do They're going to hire Jim Harbaugh and it's going to be a match made in hell. And they're going to finish third in the AFC West for four years. And everybody's going to be like, huh, what's wrong with the Raiders?
1: I don't know. You haven't seen those letters. Who knows what those letters say? Oh, man. Promising them each uh, a million dollars if they keep them up. I, th- I just thought of the best thing
3: that we could have for this podcast would be is if Jim Harbaugh got hired and his first move was to trade for Taysom Hill. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the best to watch Marty Weiss. In fact, let's get Sean Payton to the Cowboys, leave a vacancy there. Harbaugh Still. to New Orleans just to properly torment Marty for the next handful of I was of about years. to
2: say, Jim Harbaugh being leaving Michigan and maybe somebody going there that would actually pay some NIL money and Taysom Hill leaving oh, my team would be, be like, that'd be Christmas in January.
3: Hmm. Well, Marty mentioned TV, and it makes me think of old school TVs when we were growing up, Sal. And unless you were Fonzie mm-hmm. to punch it and make the uh, and, and make it look nice and clear, like there was always like you always had to like oh the rabbit ears oh don't don't, don't touch it it's it's right there and like oh sneak away tiptoe away from it so it stays just so. Sports teams do this same thing on occasion, and they overcommit even though they know. In their brains, this isn't sustainable. They, they they turn themselves over to the heart and the gut, and that's a mistake. Jeremy Lin, Tim Tebow, Jim Craig, the goalie for the U.S. team, that people thought, oh, yeah, he's going to be a, a, an NHL goaltender. Blake Bortles, the year after, they almost got to the Super Bowl. These things you know deep down are not long-term solves for this. Uh, Bisace it was a great story but this you is can't not can't even say his story.
1: name It's great as a story you're like besachi that's the, I, could, I, I could write it down to him
3: in a letter if need be but, the in the, store but in the corner yeah but yes yeah this this isn't this isn't the plan this isn't the way to move forward if you're the Raiders as an organization come on mm-hmm.
1: I wish they they. I hope they pull the plug on him like 13 or 14 letters in so he doesn't develop <laughs> carpal tunnel syndrome for no reason Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> Write yourself that. a termination letter there while you're yeah. sitting down there, coach. Exactly. Great um, story, though. Great story. It, it was really a very is. nice run. Hey, how about Heinz Ward um, interviewing for the Texans job? Out of nowhere, right? This is um, this is interesting. Did this strike you as – uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't even heard that he was up for anything like this.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's been doing coach. He's been doing yeah. some coaching, but where this name suddenly elevates from, I don't know, though. You know, the – Is it it sounds like a wild card idea, but then again, uh, you know, Marty, we just listened to him 10 minutes ago talk about Dan Quinn. Is that is that a better path to just recycle somebody who we've already seen do it? I always talk about Matt Millen, who's a who's a great fella. But on some level, you can buy philosophically what I'm saying here that Mm. it's sort of like like. Well, Matt Millen thinks that like, well, he should be up for the gym. Well, we already have seen his opinion, what he does when handed the keys to something. On some level, I deserve a shot at being an NFL GM before he does, because he's the results are in on him. I know I, I, it, I'd i rather see Heinz Ward,
1: I guess, than someone recycled and, and given another I, I shot if the first go round. I, I think it. this should be a turning point for you. If Heinz Ward gets the job, if gets the Houston job, you switch your allegiance. You did the Steelers thing, you did the Big Ben thing, you <laughs> right. wore the terrible towel shirt. <laughs> it didn't work. You right. love Heinz Ward. Go Houston, go Texans. You're all bum Phillips. You like that stuff. You could uh, get some Houston roots in there, rooting wise. That should if be they, your guy.
3: Yeah. If if they would wear the Oilers uniforms,
1: I would mm. have to give it some strong consideration. If they wore the Oilers uniforms, Hines Ward's the head coach, and Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett gets drafted. you got to
2: figure <laughs> out. It, it,
1: it's it's coming
3: night. together. I'll be in heaven. Marty will be way over in New Orleans nearby <laughs> watching Harbaugh and Taysom Hill sick in his gut. Yeah. And uh, and, and uh, it'll be right as rain, yeah. This is, I, I, I've i heard worse ideas. I mean, really, I, I don't know if Hines Ward is a good communicator and coach and all that kind of stuff, but you know, for what it matters, Juwan Howard was like, Wait, what? He's the head coach. I'm like, Oh, yeah, it works out, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't think Hines it's a bad Ward idea. is
2: not about to be the head coach of the Houston Texans, that's like, just I, a it's flash, just, it's just, it's just publicity, stunt. publicity stunt. No, it's a ruinable rule requirement. Like, uh, I'll put it like this: if they interview another black dude, then I'll be shocked. They interviewed Flores already, right? And so they interviewed Hines Ward now. Hines Ward's like the assistant; he's like the receivers coach of Florida Atlantic. There's no way that they're giving him a a head coaching job in the NFL. This is a Rooney Rule requirement. And if and I'll tell you this: if uh, if they if they interview another black head
1: another black option, I'll come up here and say I was wrong. Well, Flores isn't out though, right? I mean, I still thought that they they fired the coach to get flores i'm I'm sticking by that i don't well, know
2: no, but it says after and after uh in may of 2020 and you may remember the great racial awakening of the united states the Rooney rule was updated to so now you have to have two external candidates to interview for head coaching jobs
1: yeah no i know i just think they uh, they ultimately settle on um on flores i don't know yeah. who the hell knows what the, the how this works uh but well, I know it would,
2: it would be wild, though, to see because that that would be kind of like the TV to, to coaching pipeline, even though he stopped off of Florida Atlantic because he was yeah. on uh, Sunday. And it was a Sunday night football for the longest time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Often when there's when
3: there's a ton of, of rumors and from different sides like, oh, yeah, Flores and Watson are close. Uh, On some weird, uh, for some weird, weird reason, those things never seem to come true. But what if it does? What if Flores is the key? Like I bring Watson wherever I go, kind of kind of formula there. Then I don't know, Chicago. I I, like that. that, Is there some maneuvering that in our new in the last decade, you can move a quarterback after one year just because you took Justin Fields, you could conceivably like. That would be trade bait. Just here's what we'll do. Houston, you get Justin Fields. You're all set there. You send us Watson and we'll hire Flores. Like I don't, I, I, I'm not sure how to regard this, but that buzz that Flores and Watson want to be together in one location is coming up in New York, Houston and right. beyond.
1: I, nothing really would surprise us at this point, right? Um, especially these divisional round specials on Fandle. I uh, know I got I got a good one here. Go to uh, Divisional Round Specials on Fandle, fandle Fandle.com, slash extra points. And they have them all (laughs) the way from even odds to like 60 to one odds. I picked a good one here, I think, fellas. You got the Chiefs. You got the Bills. It's a Sunday Sunday night-ish game, right? It's going to be, what, 530, 630 uh, in Kansas City by the time that kicks off on CBS. Mahomes or Allen, five or more touchdown passes, 12 to one odds. Either one. Mahomes has three five-touchdown games, all against playoff teams. All all of them are out. Steelers, Raiders, Eagles. Allen's out of five and two fours. What if it's the case that neither team could stop the other? Maybe this is a 48-45 game where last possession wins kind of deal. Is it asking too much? Maybe for five touchdowns. But 12-1 to ain't bad for these guys. What do you guys like?
2: Uh, The thing that concerns me about that one is I think Buffalo's defense is going to show up. I don't think Mahomes got – he may not have – this this we want to talk about words that you may uh, come to regret. I don't know if Mahomes has five touchdowns in him on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, for me, I bet these. I, I got these both on Tuesday when you when I sent this out and you when you sent this list out, and they've since moved. I got them at ten to one. But any offensive lineman to have a receiving oh. touchdown over divisional weekend, and any non quarterback to throw a passing touchdown over divisional weekend, forced to pick one. I'm gonna go with non-QB to throw a passing TD at nine to one right now. It was ten to one yesterday, so people are hammering it. I mm, think you have I, a lot of options because Kansas City, Buffalo, they all do that funny stuff with their you know offensive linemen.
1: Odell Beckham, you saw Odell the ball. throw it? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I like. That. And those I are not. That, I would take the thick six. I think better than that though. I feel like uh, this round we could see. Uh, we saw one, right? Who did we see with the the Chiefs score one? Chiefs, was there Chiefs trick? did it. Yeah, yeah. Show-offs. jerks. You
2: know, Travis Kelsey <laughs> threw a touchdown with the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, but alignment. Uh, what did I miss? Alignment caught it. Yeah, alignment caught a touchdown this week. Buffalo yeah.
2: caught the touchdown with the line. Right. Because I remember wondering why would you do it. Either way, I remember wondering why would these teams do this when they're this far ahead in the game. <laughs> Nick well, they do it. Yeah.
3: They do it. They do it to spook the next team that they, they, mm. we don't know, based on this formation, that they might do that crap. It puts it plants another seed for a defensive coordinator to have to contend with. But um, and when it's a, a blowout. One,
1: and those are both fun for sure.
3: I like uh, two two thoughts. One, Sal's is super fun because it seems highly likely that you get the halftime with this in play. Those, that, that's, those, uh, the value of twelve to one makes it worthwhile.
1: So one of them's going to have three. Throw right? something on well, that; one it's one fun. You could be a big winner, 30. right? And if things go sideways a little, four or five, right? So,
3: right, right. At yeah. least, at least you're whatever, whatever else you're looking at. You're having fun because you're like, hey, he just needs two more. It's very likely somebody uh-huh. gets to the half with at least two, so you have a puncher's chance in the right. final thirty. Um, I have a curmudgeonly opinion I'd like to share, and I've sat on it for a while because I don't like to be <laughs> so curmudgeonly all the what? time. What you? month In the Shecky Awards, I give out my most curmudgeonly opinion of the year. And some people like you guys get on me about my college football opinion. Uh-huh. People don't like that. I think March Madness is fun, but not as a, is not a great test of merit uh-huh. spread over four months. I have many curmudgeonly opinions, of course. Uh-huh. Right up there now is the fascination with the thick six. I know that it's fun for our pal Jeff Schwartz Mm. and for slobs to celebrate. Look, a fat guy got a touchdown. Isn't that hysterical? Like why we regular people are so delighted by it. I guess it's funny when Vince Wilfork is running down the field for 60 yards and into the end zone in slow motion. Like, I don't. All right, great. They're high end athletes. I know they're a little fat because of the position they play, but they're better athletes and all of it. Color me. Color me uh, uninspired or unimused by it. <laughs> well, there you go. Take it. Is, I just don't uh, care about it. Know the, like, this oh, is so, so funny. And Isn't so funny that this a fat is,
2: guy got attacked? Touch- what do I care? This is, is just grandma. vanity because you're mad you can't be that fat and have people celebrate you.
3: <laughs> I can be that fat. No, yeah, that, no, yeah, I can do that this part. Give us time,
1: part. Martin.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Look at, look at Scott. Look at Harry's brother Scott. We we celebrated him for the first five listen, minutes of the show. Thirty-five
1: so. thousand people have celebrated him at least by watching. Um, what is it? Two seconds of the clip? Is that how you get an official view? I, I find it who
3: very is? football guy
1: humor. Oh, I don't it's think fine. it's actually G- funny. I don't think it's that funny. G- Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard sticking his nose in from one yard out is more exciting to you. Okay. So okay. Good. I love, good. Good
3: for, good for the fun. I get why football players think it's funny i'm not a football player though so oh. i'm not as tickled by it as they are so oh. anyway that these are their friends oh my god look at him i played with him and he's fat too and it's well, hysterical don't like, oh, i don't care them, all right you won't good. be
1: as crushed when it happens again this week if you bet what martin gets at what once again
3: once again i missed the spirit of the exercise here i'm taking the niners <laughs> to be the lowest scoring team oh, in that's the fine. divisional round okay. at plus 280 i was uh, my goal it was to try and win this, but I think you're right, Sal. I think it's more fun to do something like bet 12 to one on who's going to throw a lot of touchdown passes.
1: That, no, that's to that's I, the spirit of the playoffs. I like Indeed. the Niners thing. I, uh, I don't mind that at all. Especially if we get a gimpy um, of uh, uh, Jimmy G coming back and the Packers have like three Defensive player, the very the, uh, Zadarius Smith is in, right? He's in for sure. Yeah, they're like I Debo
3: Samuel can kill you, like, he can really mess you up. Not if the yeah. Packers get up early, right?
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> FanDuel Sportsbook hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds for the divisional playoffs. Bet five dollars to win $150 on any team to win any divisional playoff game. My five dollars would be on the Packers. I think that's the easiest just to advance. That's good, 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 solid money. Sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook make a deposit. Claim your thirty-to-one enhanced odds. No better place to bet the NFL playoffs than on America's number one sportsbook. Simple and easy to use app. Generous promotions every day. Safe and secure. And when you win, FanDuel pays you your winning in as little as two hours. And if you already have a FanDuel Sportsbook account, they're hooking customers up with $50 when you refer a friend. Plus, your friend will get $50. Don't miss your chance. To win $150 on a $5 bet. Use promo code extra points when signing up. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app using extra points as the promo code and pick your divisional playoff team before kickoff. All right, let's do a little more betting here. Pick of the day is college basketball. There's pro basketball. Man, I got busted. I, I gave uh Martin, I know you've been betting the basketball. I had Golden State minus 24 and a half, adjusted line, like plus 360. That's over brutal.
2: over the Pistons? over
1: detroit yeah Ugh. it just happens so much in games and they barely covered the spread of 14 and a half despite being the fact uh, the fact that they were up 30 at halftime <laughs> It just you just got to get it's a sweet zone right you almost have to be up like 13 at half like 30 is too much
2: I, it's um, because that's then they one stopped of my trying earlier it's like one of I don't I wish I said I followed it all the time, but as soon as I see a team and the NBA goes up by twenty five points, just automatically bet on the other team yeah, to cover right. the spread because the the amount of games that's great that is a great rule you need to solidify
3: into something that's not that, bad that,
2: yeah I like that a lot It's like the amount of games that end that'll that'll have a twenty five point margin that end with a twenty five point margin are just they just. They're slim to none, although LeBron and the Jazz would have got it. That would have burned your last couple of days. Well,
1: ago. yeah, the inferior team will likely keep their starters in a, a good deal longer than the the team that's beaten up on them will, right? So then, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, I guess they, but guess what? They figure that into the line, too. Uh, I'm taking Georgia Tech plus two and a half, talking college hoops over Wake Forest. This is a fishy line alert. By the way, why don't they call Georgia Tech the Ramblin' Wreck anymore? I know that. The I think it's Germans. wrong.
3: I think it's wrong, and I'm with you. Is and it, they have a great. Is it offensive We're the Ramblin' Wreck from Georgia Tech and a Halloween an engineer. Oh, that's a great fight song and everything. It's I think shame. we may
1: have to listen to the song because maybe it was offensive to someone, then they stopped um, singing it. Is that that's seems- well, it's like that's like how Auburn
3: claims that you can't you don't get to do two. I think you do have to choose. You get, are you the Tigers, you the War Eagles? And by the way, the War Eagles is way cooler than the Tigers. Why right. would Auburn lean towards Tiger when you have War Eagle in your hip pocket? Weird, same thing with Ramblin' Wreck. And I don't even like teams that don't end their name in S. And in this case, I'm
1: willing to make an exception because yeah. it sounds so good. It could be the Ramblin' and the Ramblin' doesn't even end in G, so there's a lot of problems. Yeah, it seemed like Kenny Anderson's team was the Ramblin' Wreck more than a. More than the Yellow Jackets. <laughs> but either way, the Ramblin' Rack trying to con- climb to 500 in the conference. I know they've lost three out of four after a nice start. That Michael DeVoe, second in the league in, uh, in the conference in scoring, had a rough game against the Tar Heels. I think he only had put up five shots. Wake shoots the three well. I think they're cold tonight. Jackets are 7-0 and as a 2.5-point underdog or more, and they're 11-4 against the spread overall this season. Josh Pastors' team gets it done. And the Thriller Dome, that's another great name, nickname. The Thriller Dome for their arena, 70-65. They win over the Deacons. Martin Weiss, what do you like?
2: I am taking the Memphis Grizzlies plus six and a half versus the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Mm. The, uh, the Grizzlies are one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. Jaron Jackson Jr. is the key. He'll go match up with Giannis. Giannis will get his. Don't get me wrong. But... Bucks are 8 and 14 against the spread at home. Memphis is undervalued on the road. I like the Grizzlies to Wow. Like cover six is, and a half.
1: Is somebody out for Memphis? That's high.
2: I have, that's what I just spent the last six minutes checking just to double check before I gave it out. And <laughs> Everybody's in? <laughs> I just don't see anybody out. Although I do say, though, if somebody's not playing, Dallas minus three and a half. <laughs>
1: All right. All right. Well, so uh, you, gotta, you have to hope like Milwaukee's up 30 at halftime. Then you got a shot. Right. Uh, Memphis plus six and a half Shaq, What are you going with? Well, maybe your fishy line, Sal, in
3: the, the ACC is owed to the fact that or ACC, SEC is uh, that they have the exact same uniforms. It's hard to tell Vandy from, uh, uh, from uh, Georgia oh, might Tech
1: credit the wrong
3: guy for points. And then, then yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But they look at it. It's a it's a handful for the officials uh-huh. to, to figure out there. But I'm going to go with what. Is hopefully if you're a puck fan and you like exciting teams and high end talent, which of course why wouldn't you unless you like a clutch and grab crap team to advance like the New York Islanders did last spring, which no one with any soul would root for. You got the Rangers <laughs> playing host to um, to the Leafs, and if you know, I'm sure if Gary Bettman had his wish, the Leafs would go deep and the Rangers would be in there tonight. Talk about a fishy line. Rangers at home haven't played in four days. The Leafs have been out on a rugged uh, road trip. Two of their defensemen at least seem down from COVID and otherwise. You can get the Rangers plus 128 on the money line. What wow. gives here spaghetti? Now, these two teams have played, and paradoxically, because they have high end talent, they They do a good job of repressing each other from scoring a lot of goals. I think Shesterkin uh, gets the nod, right? Spaghetti, that's what I, it seemed like that was, that's where this one was tracking. Either way, if you want to, you can bet the under there. It's five and a half. Maybe parlay that with the money line for the Rangers, but that's not really living. Betting the under, that's just surviving. So just do the money line bet, and I think mm. you're uh, you're going to be happy at night's end.
1: He might have uh, jinxed your team here. I don't know. Is not playing in four days an advantage? I I, I know you're rested, and you don't want your defenseman having cold. I think a right week's there. I think a week's too long, but I don't. know. That doesn't seem
3: like forever. Right?
1: I I. T- I Tend to go under in the first period when something like that happens. I would go under one and a half. But Spaghetti, what do you think about Shaq jinxing your team here?
0: Well, I mean, I mean, I am happy that the Rangers are getting some guys back. They've been playing uh, basically their, their third D pairing and their bottom six forwards are all like taxi squad guys. Um, so I get why the the Leafs are, are the odds the way they are, because the Leafs have the expectations, whereas the Rangers didn't really have the lofty goals that the Leafs did going into the season. But the Rangers are struggling five on five, but they are a good PK and a power play team, and uh, they rely a lot on Igor. So, I look, I, I, I love this Rangers team. I think it's going to be a really tough matchup. I do like the Leafs a lot. I, I'd probably side with the Rangers at home. Igor has been the man.
3: All right, there you go. This is their year of learning, Spaghetti. They're not. I mean, don't get your hopes up for spring. They're going to be fun. They're going to get to the playoffs. They'll go out nice, and they'll have one game where they look really fun, and you'll get excited for the future. That's about what you should be rooting for.
0: Yeah, I too, too tough, I a don't, division. don't too agree tough with division. that at all. I am not too concerned. Tough with, division. I am not concerned <laughs> with those. It's a fat bird learn. team in Pittsburgh. I'm not concerned in the least.
1: <laughs> wow. So They're going to win the division. Let's put a hex on the Rangers. Uh, Martin's taking the Memphis Grizzlies plus six and a half. I'm going with the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech plus two and a half over Wake Forest. You can get also uh, other free picks, extrapoints.com. Brother Bry is like 20 and four in his last 24 against the spread. Free picks there, Brother Bry, Harry. There in the parlay kid, we go to slash arcade to join all our free to play games. The pick 'em contest, Mario Leone, 10 right, he wins a gold hat. The prop quiz was won by Bennett Battle. That's a fun name. She yes, Bennett Battle, eight awesome. right. And the first touchdown frenzy was won by Anthony. How do you pronounce G O M E S? Is it Gomes or Gomez? Anthony Gomes or Gomes? Gomes, sorry, I believe. Gomes, I would say Gomes, right? Johnny Gomes, right?
2: Well, yeah, it, right, it, right. But I think it depends on. I think it, it could be pronounced either way. I think either way. I just know right. this that that first name. Would you say Brandon? Whatever. He that's definitely a 2018 or or I'm sorry, a 2028. You know, four-star <laughs> athlete coming out Bennett of Georgia. Bennett Battle? Bennett yeah, Battle yeah. is definitely a four-star athlete coming out of Georgia. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, He
1: gets naming, image, likeness uh, king right there, Bennett Battle, if he decides to go back to college. All right, Anthony Gomes uh, and Sal Icano also. Oh, that's me. We both turned $600 into 2450 in the first touchdown frenzy. I had Dawson Knox, Odell Beckham, and I think I had the field in the Bucks eagles game when Giovanni Bernard, my uh, favorite Italian-American football player, uh, scored for the bucks and first, but we 're going to give it to the civilian, Anthony Gomes. So there you go extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have our fantasy league update. Check, you guys we have all the podcasts going against each other. We picked one player from each team and had to fill a fantasy lineup. and right now, the extra points team, it's me, Babyface Joel Solomon, and uh, Mikey Meatballs who is not with us right now, are in last place. The Megans are next to last place, but check. I think you're in, uh, you're in the most trouble here. Minus yes. three is in fourth place, and Lemon Pepper Parlay Martin is in fifth. But you lost a quarterback already. You lost Dak. Nobody yeah, else lost a quarterback. I don't think.
3: Yeah. yeah, we're well, we're in grave trouble. I don't know what we'll do. We're,
2: we,
3: I don't know how to respond other than say, then yeah, we're screwed. We, we have two quarterbacks and one's already out. I don't know what. At least he could have thrown five touchdowns on his way out the door. Then it wouldn't hurt yeah. so much.
1: Well, Dude. I don't think you're going to be as blasé about it when you have come in last and have to pick from the cap of consequences, which has all bad things. And I'm I'm uh, specifically thinking of what Hench has to do here. <laughs> wow, she, well, a, a show picked up a moo, whatever and now he's gonna he's gonna wear like a salmon over his eyes for an hour it's gonna be terrific
3: just spare me anything scott related please Harry's oh you Scott related. right
1: that, that's a bridge too far oh an onion uh maybe dipped in his uh navel could be a great uh great little cap of consequence <laughs> item <there. laughs> very nice all right we will be back uh friday martin you did um you did lemon pepper parlay you and tj You got your parlays out there. I do have to say, TJ now taking credit for the Bengals. It does seem like he should be able to since he played on the team. But you maintain that you alerted him to this team and said, watch out for the Bengals early on. And babyface Joel Solomon says he alerted you to this. Babyface, jump in here. You say you're the one who uh, nudged Martin and said, hey, look out for the Bengals.
0: This is true. This is true. Martin, well, he knows that it, it is true. But I think week three at the L Camp offices, they were looking at the Steelers. And I, I said, you know, it would be a great narrative if you just went and told TJ the, with the Bengals. This, you know, this was around the time Dave was saying the Steelers were his favorite team, which is like saying a Kiwi is your favorite fruit. And I, I said, listen, this is, this is the Bengals year. This would be a good narrative. Martin, admit it.
1: Is that true, Martin? You getting all, you getting like your style tips from Joel too, everything? I'll say this. He planted the
2: seed in my head and then uh-huh. through further investigation and okay. an intense bayou love of Joe Burrow <laughs> and Jamar Chase. Although I will say this, it really hurt me on the last two weeks of the year Jamar Chase just ripped rookie of the year away from Mac Jones' cold and You dead bet fingers. it too.
1: You bet it too. Well, I had Mac Jones up. at
2: Rookie of the Year at 10-1. Oh, on
3: our, on our thing. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: uh, I mean, I, I wonder if Mac's going to wind up like Joe Charbonneau. If he steals, yeah. like, the 1980 AL uh, Rookie of the Year, if he gets the now, it'll look so bad after the way nah. Jamar Chase has been playing. It will not look great if Mac Jones <laughs> ends up Rookie of the Year. But the other thing we have to talk about on Friday is, mm-hmm. we talked about it with Will Brinson earlier in the week on Minus 3, is the the nice thing is it feels like there are no bad games Upcoming here. We only have seven left, but they should right. all seven look on paper. Nice. But we should talk about what the worst ones are, because there are some bad ones you could lay out that aren't completely impossible. Like if mm. the Titans
1: get to the Super Bowl, it's gonna be like, eh, really? That's the that's- one for sure. That's the AFC team. The NFC team's a little tougher. Uh Titans 49ers, I guess would be the that's that's your worst super, Bowl, which isn't terrible, really, if that's the way it broke. Wouldn't be as
3: exciting given what would be left
1: Well, I'll have lost a lot of money betting the favorites if that's the result, so it would be terrible for me. But, yeah, I'm excited to pick the games on Friday. A lot to look for. Like I said, shit weekend last weekend. Yielded some uh, nice uh, matchups this week, especially that Sunday. Going to be glorious for sure. Check out Sheck and Kevin Hench. You got Sheck and Will Brinson on the uh, earlier minus three. He's going to be with Kevin Hench later in the week. Like I said, Martin and TJ, Lemon Pepper Parlay, Megan Fun of Sports, they do it. Waiver Wired, Eddie Spaghetti, and Jen Piacente. You're doing that today, right? Is that 5 we Eastern? Are,
0: we are back, yeah, regular time, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, and we will recap our Extra points Fantasy League, and I'm sure Jen uh, will go over news and notes, and maybe some DFS stuff too.
1: Lots of DFS still out there, and against all odds, we'll be on Thursday and Friday going over the NFC and AFC Uh, playoff game, sides, totals, props, first touchdown, all that. Just a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites.